Welcome to Happy Hour with Two Teachers Walk Into a Bar. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Nancy. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Today is episode 18. I really, I, I can't believe it. 18. We're almost, I can't either. We're almost at a landmark number. 20. I can't believe you got me into this, Nancy girl. Right? What were, <laughs> what were you thinking, Charlotte? I know. You are, I've just loved it though. You, I'm just, I'm just so proud of you. Yeah, I know I oh, say this so every sweet. time, but Nancy, to take the situation you've been dealt and you're making it a beautiful place and you just care and you could tell your love for teaching oh, and for thank you. Um, just the students and, and teachers. And that's why I just love what you've done with the crappy situation you've been dealt. So, Well, thank you. And I, I, I have to say I'm very glad that my original co-host ghosted me because I really honestly can't imagine doing this show with anyone but you. So Aww, thank cheers you, to you, my little friend. <laughs> cheers, Nancy. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to toast you with my, oh, what is this? The sugar-free like Kool-Aid from the old Walmart. Oh, and and for those of you that can't see, um, her mug is grammatic, uh, grammar mug. Did I see yes, that grammatically it's the correct? I before <laughs> E mug, and it says, I before E, except when your foreign neighbor Keith receives eight counterfeit beige sleighs from feisty caffeinated weightlifters. Weird. And that is, of course, poking fun at the I before E except after C rule. Um, it, it's only got a 60% utility. And that's part of what makes English language, the English language so difficult. It really does. That's why I'm, this, I was glad when you said this is what the show was going to be on. Yeah. On grammar and pronouns and all the fun stuff that makes our English language so difficult. Right. Um, so I know you have a lot of good tips and ideas that you use. Well, thank you. I know uh, it, it is hard for kids because uh, math is true 100% of the time, isn't it? The math rules, um, they never they never fail us, do they? But I, so I have the reputation um, at all of the different uh, the schools that I, I taught at that I was the grammar Nazi. And it is true that I care very much about grammar. My dad, um, when I was in my 20s, he pointed out the fact that I spoke like a valley girl. And I thought, oh, my <laughs> gosh, do I really? That's that's not a good thing. And oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dad. <laughs> like, gag me with a spoon. Yeah. Oh. oh. He pointed out how many times I said the word like in a sentence where it served no purpose. And so once he pointed that out to me, I thought, uh oh, yeah. And and then it became something I was hyper aware of. Pronouns are very much the same way for me. So I'm not talking about the, uh, the, the current social issue of pronouns. We're not getting into that. We're just talking about how to properly use pronouns. Misuse of pronouns, one of my big pet peeves. My other big pet peeve, misuse of apostrophes. That's for another day, though. Not for today. So let's talk a little bit about um, heading into to today's topic. First of all, we clinked glasses with Laura Troco, the, the, the Troca, the guru <laughs> of special ed last week. She's been on a couple of times. She was talking about identifying students who may need to be further assessed for an IEP. And I love her wisdom. I just love chatting with her. She always makes me feel like very grounded, you know, not like yeah, hey, how grounded, lucky but- 
teachers were that were able to work with her because you could tell her Mm -hmm. passion and her energy for those kids and to help teachers to want to be a team. What a concept. The we over me. Yes. See, and there you are using pronouns, you... (laughs) You nimble little minx, you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, next week, uh, we're going to be talking to a brand new teacher and someone who mentored her, because I know we're we're at that time of year where new teachers are looking at the uh, through the tunnel and they can kind of see the light shining at the end of it. But it's it still feels like the long, cold winter. Right. Especially. Oh, my gosh. Here in California, Southern California. We got this record-breaking storm. Oh, I saw it. Every other post was about the little dusting of light snow in California. Yeah. But it actually, you did look like you did get a lot. I was like, oh, my God. We did. We were were in Nevada at our oldest daughter's house, and we were trying to go. The only reason we were in Nevada was because we were breaking up a drive up to Oregon to see our youngest daughter play softball at her I'm college still morning that you're not here i know I'm so sad i i was so sad too because i was really looking forward to seeing you really looking forward to seeing opening weekend and of course giving my daughter a big squeeze but um the roads were so outrageous the I, I was worried about eyes oh yeah i was worried yeah. about me too i couldn't believe i was it, waiting so. in that bar for a long time how many drinks did you have charlotte how many bowls of pretzels did you eat i was raising the bar all by myself were you <laughs> another round for my friends oh, barkeep yeah. she's <laughs> coming <that. laughs> yeah she'll be here i swear she's really dependable yes. no i was not that day because we got stuck in susanville and uh, I, I, it was so oh, funny. Man. I looked at my Fitbit at the end of the day. I had met all my zone minutes and I was sitting in the car literally all day. So my heart was racing fast enough for my Fitbit to think I was doing some serious exercise. Oh my gosh. I took pictures of all the cars like that had slid off the road, an Amazon truck that had gone over the, um, center, uh, you know, the big concrete dividers. Yeah. And I thought, man, there's a lot of people not getting their, um, their knickknacks that they couldn't do without, you know, know. (laughs) my daughter said to me, Oh shoot. I just got notified that my package is going to arrive a few days late. And I said, I know why (laughs) I I should have just stopped the car and got out and got your package. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So we still have a little bit of rain left today, but you know, California, we, we really need it in the Southwest. And I don't think that, um, I don't think that it was enough to take care of the years and years and years of drought that we've had, um, to refill our aquifers and, and whatnot. I just don't think it's taken a chunk. It helped. Oh yeah, for sure. It helped. Yeah. And the, the snowpack is definitely going to, um, you know, we're thankful for that. That's going to make a difference this summer. So anyway, talking about pronouns, as adults, we frame our conversations to match any given social situation. So for instance, the formality of my speech changes depending on whether I'm teaching or I'm presenting to teachers or I'm sitting in a bar with my friends. The formality of our speech changes, or at least it should change. But one of the things that should never change is the proper use of pronouns, because frankly, using them improperly can confuse what you're trying to communicate. So at the very beginning of each year, 
I do this lesson outside of whatever the reading series has suggested the timing should be uh, because it takes students about a year to hear the proper use of pronouns and recognize whether or not they're using them correctly. So start at the very beginning of the year. Talk about the role of the pronoun. Well, it takes the place of regular nouns. It's important in order to use them correctly that you can also identify verbs. So in very simple sentences, find the verb, know who or what is doing that verb, and then you'll know which pronoun to use. I would put up on the whiteboard the sentence blank took a picture of blank. And under the first blank, I write subject. Under the second blank, write the word object. I always had them copy the list because to me it's that sort of um, tactile action of writing the list that imprints it better in their brains, better than you handing them a list of subject and object pronouns. But I would make a chart on the board for them to copy, you know, have it. The subject pronouns, I, she, he, we, they, you, and it. And object pronouns, me, her, him, us, them, you, and it. And then I would allow them to plug subject pronouns into the first line of my sentence. She took a picture of, choose an object pronoun, them. She took a picture of them. Very good. What is the action? Taking the picture. Who's taking the picture? She is. Who's the big picture being taken of? Them. Oh, I bet that was so clear for them, you know, to have that. It's chart. so much easier. Yeah. yeah. So then you let them play with this sentence. Plugging it in. And they can fill in all the different subjects and objects. But in the first line, they can only choose from the subject list. For the second blank, they can only choose from the object list. Then, and here's where you catch a lot of people who don't know how to use the pronouns. Then you make a compound object. She took a picture of her and them. He took a picture of us and him. They took a picture of her and me. A lot of people want to say I. Right. They think that they have to use the pronoun I there. Here's what really got under my skin. And this is just from this morning. I heard, um, you ever watch KTLA news down yeah. here in LA? Well, I did. Sam Rubin is the entertainment guy and he's, you know, he's a great guy. This morning he said he was talking about the Oscars, I guess, are coming up. He said, you can see Jessica and I on the red carpet. He said this on the news. You can see Jessica and I on the red carpet. And I thought, really? You can see I on the red carpet? Mm. Yeah. In that sentence, the verb is see or can see is the verb phrase, Right. Who can see? You can see. So you must be the subject of the sentence. Jessica and me are the objects of the sentence. Right. Likewise, I love watching cooking shows. I've been watching Guy Fieri's um, oh, I love him. Tournament of Champions. Yeah. And Brian Voltaggio, who is an excellent chef, odd human being from what I can gather, but... <laughs> I would love to visit his steakhouse in Maryland sometime. I'll go with you. Um, Brian Voltaggio <laughs> said, I want this competition to come down to him and I. 
Mm. Oh. Chopped. You want the competition? <laughs> yeah, you, he's, he gets chopped for his grammar. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Voltaggio, although your use of seared capers and blowfish rectum were completely spot on, your grammar sucks. You got to go home, man. Uh, I think we just thought of a new show. Yeah. We just thought of a new show. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Uh, but we digress. <laughs> Another really fun thing you can do is take, let's say, for instance, a rubber chicken, which if you don't have one mm -hmm. in your classroom, it's a wise investment. You really should get one. I would take a rubber chicken and I would toss it out to the crowd and I would say, I threw the rubber chicken to him. And then whoever he is would throw the rubber chicken to somebody else and say, I threw the rubber chicken to them. And then I would call on someone else to say, what did you just see happen? He threw the rubber chicken to her and me. What's mm -hmm. the verb? Threw. Who did the throwing? He. Who received the action of the throwing? Well, partly the rubber chicken, but it was thrown to her and me. The rubber chicken was thrown to her, and the rubber chicken was thrown to me. You can only use object pronouns in the object position if you're receiving the action of the verb, and you can only use subject pronouns in the subject position where they are doing the action of the verb. Right. So students have to be able to identify the verb, and what's hard for them is when it's a being verb, but... Once they can identify the verb, then they can say, well, who's right. doing it? If it's if, if I'm the one doing it, then I have to say I. If my friend is the one doing it, then I have to say she or he. I can't say him or her. But I've sat in staff rooms and heard teachers say, oh, yeah, her and I are going to that conference together. And in my head, I'm thinking, her is going to a conference? Right. I like the way you keep repeating. When you repeat it, she and I, she is going to the conference yeah. While I'm on the rant about pronouns, I just want to throw this last idea at you because it's something that so many people uh, misuse. So if you're comparing two things using the word than, by the way, never the word then unless you're using an if then statement, you never say that something is better than something else. But if you are comparing two things using the word than, you must use two subject pronouns unless you're using the real names themselves. So if I were talking about my friend Mark, I might say Mark is taller than I. Mark is taller than I with the implied verb am. I would never say Mark is taller than me is. Mark is taller than I. He has more money than she. We have more time than they do, right? We wouldn't say we have more time than them. So again, really take that into, you know, really digest that in your mind. If you're comparing two things Using pronouns and the word than in between, you must use two subject pronouns. Yes, it sounds weird sometimes to, to the ear until you remember the implied verb at the end. 
I don't get into implied verbs all the time with my students, although I have in the past and they have, you know, received it well and understood it and internalized it. But understanding that, again, going back to that list of uh, subject pronouns, if you're comparing two things using the word than, you may only use pronouns from the subject list in those blanks. End of rant. English language is super hard. And my mom coming from another country, you know, and I don't know what language my dad spoke, but he is unbelievable. You would die, Nancy, at my parents' house when they talk. <laughs> I would try to behave myself. But anyways, just my mom coming from another country, she was always like, this language is so hard because in our country, A is always an A. Mm-hmm. But think of our language, you know, when A is with power E and when A is next to an R, as in car, she was like, look at how many times yes. the A makes a different sound or doesn't make a sound. So it is difficult. And that's why we have to remember, especially in the primary grades, like you said, really, it, it really is like mm-hmm. spiral learning. They have to hear it, see it, watch it, read it, listen to it. Um, so that it does finally, by the yes. time they get to fifth grade, you know, you're not dealing with years of relearning or reteaching, you know. One of the problems that emerges with grammar and the misuse of grammar, not just pronouns, is that the the rule can be taught and taught correctly and reinforced for a particular year by a particular teacher. But if they go on to another teacher... Who isn't a grammar Nazi. ...know the rule or use the rule... <laughs> Right. Isn't a grammar yeah. Nazi. Exactly. Yeah. Then they're going to lose that skill. I have gone so far as to calling local businesses who have either some grammar um, misuse in their signage or their literature. I'll call them and I'll say, please, for the sake of the children. <laughs> we have a few farm stands here, Nancy, and like they're if it's growing peaches or eggs and I go nuts, but it's like this handwritten sign like on Little Rascals. So it's it's kind of cute, but I'm like, oh, I cringe every time. One of these days I'm going to take my paint and and correct it. (laughs) Well, and and I think it's important that we do. Uh, In fact, so I was in a Ralph's supermarket and if you don't have Ralph's supermarkets near you, I think they're what are they like Hughes or maybe those are Safeway? I don't know. But anyway, keep regular, big, large chain of supermarket. And I, I was standing at their refrigerated section and they had the words dips and salsas. Now, this isn't this is straying away from pronouns, obviously, but getting into my other pet peeve of apostrophes. Dips had an apostrophe S and then there was an ampersand for and and then salsas had an apostrophe S and I was standing there like having a meltdown. Right. Like, well, maybe the dips own the salsa. Probably. <laughs> right. Or the dip is the, the salsa. salsa is something. <sighs> so I asked for a manager and the woman, she's st- actually, she's still a manager at the same Ralph's. I, I said, I'm a local teacher and I have spent so much time and energy teaching my students the proper use of apostrophes. And on your refrigerated section, you have an apostrophe in the word dips and an apostrophe in the word salsas. And all they are are plural nouns. Yeah. 
You need to remove the apostrophes. <laughs> Nancy, and you know you're what she said me. to me, Charlotte? What does she say? She looked at me and she had she has very curly, 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 curly hair. She and she shook her head all around, all of her curls, like <laughs> I swear. I thought like, you were gonna say her curls went straight. <laughs> yeah, well they probably do when Mine you almost in. did. <laughs> she yeah, she's like, Oh no, here she comes. She looked at me and she said, Um, well, who knows who's right? And I said, I know who's right, and it's me. Wow. I'm the one who's right. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. Kind of funny. Uh-huh. So the next time I went in there, it wasn't like, you know, it, it, I, apparently they were little sticker letters that they had on the refrigerator section. So it said dip and then gap. There was like, they peeled the apostrophe stickers off. Oh, my dip. gosh. And salsa, space, you know, it's like <laughs> ridiculous. But then there was a realty company. There was a realty company at a major intersection in our valley. And they had, one summer, they had hot buys. I guess land was going real cheap or something. Hot buys painted on their window of their office. And there was an apostrophe S on buys. Mm. And, of course, it was before business hours. I was on my way to work. It was about 7 in the morning. And I called and I got their message machine and I said, good morning. Uh, my name is Nancy Tomei and I am a teacher in the Valley. And I just wanted to, wanted to point out that you have a misuse of an apostrophe on your window. And I would greatly appreciate it if you would change it because students will think that you are correct and that what I've taught them is incorrect. Buys is simply a, pr- a plural noun. You do not need to show ownership and apostrophe in right. the way you've used it. And do you know what? They never changed it. Those sons. Of, yeah, they never did. There's a Christmas song that has a pronoun misuse. And I always sing it with correct grammar, which ruins the rhyme scheme. And my family looks at me like, oh, there she is again. The yeah. party pooper, the, the fun police. Yeah. You know, let's rewrite but it, it, it. does. It makes me nuts. Let's rewrite the Christmas song, Nancy. So... <laughs> Will you be adding a, an example or sample somewhere? I don't want to give you more work, yes, but I think uh, that I, would be I can, helpful. I, I, you know, I sometimes I've said, I'll put this in the notes for our show. And I have had a little difficulty doing that. Um, but I will definitely do that. Well, would they be able to get it on the um, email, right? You sent, don't we have um, the email one that you have two teachers walk in well they can ask what questions is it for the there, email if they I ever have questions out to everybody yes if they wanted um a copy of what i used to do for pronouns i could do that two teachers oh, yeah, walk into be... a bar at gmail.com yeah. yes and and you know if you're listening to us on um buzzsprout that's great if you're listening to us on apple uh podcast or google play whatever it is please hit subscribe please tell your friends about our show and um, is there anything else, Charlotte? I think you raised well, that bar. You know, I'm I'm nervous to talk. Well, now. don't be, <laughs> don't be. But but I will be correcting from now. I have to practice. <laughs> I'm going to take a red yeah. pen to this podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. I think the hell yeah should be for Nancy mm. Tomei raising that bar for our I don't know, man. and making our community we'll wiser. I, I want to hear. I want to hear from people who are catching colleagues doing it. 
because it happens all yes. the time. It happens all the time with principals and office managers when you have to return paperwork and they say, as soon as you fill that out, just get it back to Bob Smith and I. No, I will not send it to I. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, or I will send yeah, it to you. Yeah, I'll send it to you. And it, and it should be, give it to Bob Smith and give it to me. Right? Mm-hmm. But everyone yep. wants to use I there. I give you a gold star, Thank you. Nancy. I like gold stars. All right. Until next <laughs> week, my friends. Yes. Keep on raising that bar. Raise that bar. Cheers. Cheers.